Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why are ghosts so good at multiplayer games? I don't know. Why are they so good at multiplayer games? Because they love collaboration <gasps> and they're full of team spirit. Hey! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's Spoop Hour. podcast and we have a special ghost today you want to introduce yourself special ghost yes it me jack russell who are you yeah oh yeah for where are you from don't know me. what's your deal what's your deal why are you, why are you on my couch yeah so i also have a podcast it's called pop culture bento it's a, it's a nerd culture and, and entertainment podcast pop culture boom there you go. There you go. It's like a rebranding. There yes. it is. In the past, I've been on Pop Culture Bento's podcast, um, what, like twice? Yeah. Right? Talking about Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, talking about Animal Crossing, cute video games and shit. And then I sometimes help Pop Culture Bento at like anime conventions or comic conventions in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Today we have Jack on our podcast, which is exciting because we've been talking about this for like Almost so a year. Long. Yeah. Like, both of our podcasts are about a year old, and we've been talking about this for a long time. Like, oh, we should have Jack on our podcast talk about, like, horror media. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about horror media today. Woohoo! If we sound great, it's because we took a break for me to cough. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm back now, and we're alive. So, we're going to be talking about spoopy video games mm-hmm. and the things that I will not personally do because I'm weenie and I'm a very casual gamer. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's like a gradual, like, so you won't touch horror games at all, I will right? not. I'm touching two games that are allegedly haunted slash spoopy, r- regardless of right. their circumstance. Um, I have some experience in horror games, usually against my will. And then Jack has played a number of horror yeah, games. Yeah, I'll, I'll play you, you games, but the movies, movies I'm particularly not a fan of yeah. for some reason. I, I just can't watch. <laughs> they have no control, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm. Like, watching Veronica mm-hmm. that one time was like... That was great. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, Jack was there for that when we watched yeah. Veronica. Yeah. We time. played bingo to like help us get through the pain we of did. watching a horror movie. So before we start talking about video games, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes, and I've been sitting on this for four days. I've been really excited to, to hear this story. it started out kind of like, oh, haha, I have something to tell Sasha. And then it ended with, what is happening? Oh my God, I'm <laughs> nervous. So every Wednesday for the past three and a half years, my boyfriend and I do a standing date night. Just mm-hmm. some culture. And so basically I go to him, we eat dinner, it's a nice thing. But usually because it is date night, I get back kind of late. So usually it's after 10, it's fully dark, whatever. Well, in the new neighborhood, you have to drive through the woods for part Mm -hmm. of the way until you get back to like neighborhoody area. So when you first turn onto the street that leads to ours, it's just like 
thick woods. It feels like there's nothing nearby, and then there's just like three street lights. And sometimes they're not on. Yes. Sometimes it's like blinking. Yeah. And so two are out. <laughs> that's where it starts. I turn left onto our street, and every single stoplight as I street light as I drove past it turned off. So oh, I drove past the first one, it turned off, and I'm like, well, that's spooky. And then I drove past the second one, and it turned off, and I was like, ha, ha, ha. And then the third one, it happened again, and I'm like, oh, I have something spooky to talk about when we record. <laughs> oh, God. This is great. This is perfect. And then I get into our neighborhood, and I, like, wind through, because we're all the way at the back of our little neighborhood, and I get to right before the dead end where you have to go right where mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. And I have my high beams on, because it's fucking dark, because yeah. all the streetlights are out. <laughs> and there's a guy... Just standing ah! next to the parallel parked cars. And I like slam on my brakes and I have a heart attack. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's not doing anything. He's not actively crossing. He's, he's not standing. on his phone. He's just standing in the pitch black, wearing dark colors, staring at me. And so I like drive very slowly past him in case he's going to like do some shit. You should have ran him over I... just to be sure. I mean, he was kind of between the cars. So I wouldn't have been able to get to him. I would have just damaged my car and then had to run away. It was a whole thing. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. He's probably, he probably just parked his car and now he's going to cross the street. And so as I pulled past him, I was watching him in my rearview mirror to see what he did. He was not crossing the street because he still did not move and was still just standing there staring at me. Mm. So then I like drive to our house and I'm like in my car nervously, like putting up my sunscreen and I'm like turning the car off and I like sprint to our house and I'm like looking over my shoulder, entering the buttons, and yeah. yeah, so it started out kind of a, haha, that's a funny coincidence, it ended with a, oh no, what's happening? Good thing we live really close to our front door, or like yeah, we can park yeah. near our front door. Yeah, because otherwise I would have slept in my fucking car. Yeah. Because like, I don't know what his deal was, it was upsetting, I've never seen him in the neighborhood before, he didn't mm. seem to be doing anything, he wasn't even by some houses, he was just standing. Slenderman? Possibly. Was that slender no. though? Oh, <laughs> not to body shame the creepy guy on our street. But just he a was man. just like he was the an average man. build. <laughs> he man. wasn't. He wasn't that round. He's just an average uh, build. Average, so okay. I wouldn't describe him. The average him. man. I would describe yeah. him as a slender man. He's not a round man. He's just kind of the like average medium man. man. Medium yeah. man. He was a medium man who was wearing a dark blue stripy shirt and staring at me. So that's fine. If I'm murdered, look at the medium man. Medium man. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to have anything creepy to share this week because, like, the only creepy thing happened to me this week was, like, walking up the, like, our little little walk up to our house and getting dive-bombed by... It sounded like maybe a big cicada. Oh like, no! Hit me, like jumped out of the the Japanese maple tree we have in our yard, yeah. and hit me in the head, and then flew up, and I just heard uh, the like donk. Yeah, like the donk, and then the like like flapping of little insect wings. But you love cicadas. I love cicadas, but yeah, I got dive bombed. But today, like what, like thirty minutes ago yeah, or not so, even, yeah. we were driving back from the coffee shop, and there's like a little hiking path that cuts through you know where the power lo- power yeah, lines yeah. are yeah over on, on the street that leads into our neighborhood yeah that's the one where all the lights went out when i drove oh n- maybe not that part you know like if oh. you go up into the next neighborhood oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay and so there's like a green pasture there's the hill like kids sl- sled on when it snows yeah thank you for um, not saying street names yeah because i'm yeah. very afraid one of you assholes is gonna try to murder yeah. me but there's there's um <laughs> there's a hiking trail that you can like cut through and get back to the hiking trail like it's like another entrance to where where the lake is okay but a little girl <gasps> in a yellow sundress 
Was she covered in blood or no. just soaking wet she, and explicable? No, she was just like in a yellow sundress alone. No like, chaperone. No unattended. chaperone. Unattended child. You don't need to chaperone walking, ghost children, guys. Walking <laughs> kind of like into the path and then kind of came back out and was kind of just like like wa- wandering aimlessly at the entrance of this trail. There were no adults around. There were like no, no one else. Like the, the next adults that we saw were like, like a, a block away. Yeah. Oh, like she was just alone in a beautiful sundress. Like... And, and we said, both are of us are like, my mommy? Both of us were freaking out, like, kept driving. We are like, oh, what was that? <laughs> I sped up a little bit. I was like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> he, was, he was really freaked out. But yeah, voice suddenly came through the radio saying, do I know you? Please take <gasps> like, care Like, does a bumblebee, like, talks like, at you? <laughs> it is a beautiful sunny day outside, so there's no reason for us to be scared of a small child just, like, on a walk. Disagree. She... It is hotter than Satan's balls today. <laughs> okay, but it's but compared to, like, it's been raining for, like, three weeks. That's true. You know? It is so very it's, sunny. It's sunny. But like, yeah, we that was that was really creepy. Yeah, and then just for some additional context, I'm very tired right now. We had our housewarming party last night, mm-hmm. and my body is my enemy today. So if I sound sleepy, it was a very good. It was party. a good. It was a great party. I had a lot of fun, but I am also sleepy today. Yeah. It was so. It was on brand for us. It we'll was. post photos on Twitter we, and Instagram. Yep, we've already posted a couple pics, mm-hmm. but we've got some more good ones, so we'll share those. Yeah. I made really cute little ghosts and bats. Yes, <laughs> I with little leave, uwu faces. I want to leave the one next to the air conditioner. Up. I want to leave the one that's um like the two that I put in the bathroom on the mirror. Aw, they're really cute. That's so cute. They just admire the you. Bathroom. Yeah, so shall we talk about video games? Yes. Yes. Let's now that we're all games. upset about the weird, weird possible <laughs> ghost cryptids well, we saw this week. Actually, yeah, no, you're, but yeah, there, I guess it is creepy to see like the one child alone because we have a lot of kids in our neighborhood and they mm-hmm. travel in packs. They do. Like there are like rows of them. I've come to recognize the certain like yeah. crew because it's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's you guys. You guys yeah. usually travel with these kids. Mm-hmm. You are usually with those other kids. Interesting today that you're branching out. Like right. there are little, little gangs yeah, of there's, them. Yeah, there's lots of small children, or like not just small children there's like up medium to children. medium children and they all like <laughs> it's travel a very in medium episode mixed you know mixed age groups and you see yeah. like the younger siblings of some tagging along with the older siblings yeah you'll see kids between like the ages of like eight and 14 hanging out right they they're riding their scooters in the neighborhood or playing basketball i and, saw some the other day yeah. just like sticking their feet in the storm drain when it was raining yeah and i was like oh yeah so like it's very so it's to see the one little girl yeah. i'm like could be upset about this for a while we have just a whole ghost family and there's the little girl in the yellow sundress and, the medium man in his striped shirt okay so we're looking for another parent yeah or maybe maybe he's, he's a, a single, single dad, dad. Oh, God. He's just trying to get back out there, and he was looking at me being like, you look like you want to be a stepmom to a ghost kid, which is not accurate. I do not want to be a stepmom to any kid, ghost or otherwise. The funny thing is, I don't regret moving to this neighborhood. No. Even with the ghost family. No. I take the good no, with the bad. I take the good with the Like, we live in a nice house in a cute neighborhood, and it's quiet. Nothing's perfect. Yeah. We just have, like, a ghost family. Just a low-key ghost family who likes to stare at things. Okay. okay. Video games. Video now, games. Now I'm, like, over it. <laughs> All right, Left so... Left the pain. <laughs> Do we want me to go first? Because I'm doing, like, two yes. very specific instances. Yeah, let's go through sure. yeah, your stuff first. Okay, so I've organized these based on when they happened. Mm-hmm. Because the first one happened in 1981. So these are haunted, like, games that are haunted, not necessarily, yes. like, horror so, video games, right? The, yeah, these are games that the circumstances around them are what makes them scary. Although, in the case of the second one, it's kind of equal parts both. <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those things where it's like particularly with the first one it's something weird is happening with this game even though it isn't necessarily like a horror game where you're in it and something's gonna jump out and scare Mm -hmm. you like it's just 
It's an arcade game. Yeah. And this is, when you were doing your research, it was like, haunted video games minus, minus ben. ben. Because we already talked about Ben Brown, <laughs> and I knew that was going to be what came up, and I was like, no thank you, Google. No, we, we don't need minus this anymore. Ben. <laughs> we don't need that in our lives. And so when you put in a haunted video games minus Ben, the first one that comes up is a game called Polybius. So thank you to Atlas Obscura, Wikipedia, mm. and the 13th floor.tv. I like 13th floor.tv. That's, that's my favorite website. It's actually my homepage. <laughs> I wanted to get it as a GeoCities account, but it was already taken. <laughs> so, like I said, in 1981, an arcade in a suburb of Portland, Oregon, welcomed a new video game cabinet. Called Polybius, it is the only known release from Zinlachen, a European gaming company. And yes, I looked up the pronunciation because based on how it's spelled, I thought it was Sinnesloken. And I thought I was going to be so cool with my German Sinnesloken. And then I was like, Google Translate, how do I say this? And it was like, you dumb bitch, it's Zinlachen. <laughs> anyway, this game quickly became a smash hit in its arcade. It was a puzzle game and fans would line up for hours for a chance at a go on one of the joysticks. But not a ton is known about the actual gameplay of Polybius. It may have been some sort of maze game. It might have been like logic puzzles, which would be right up my alley. It's just some sort of puzzle game maybe, or just mazes, or it might have been both. But it had very rudimentary gameplay in that it was apparently just a bunch of tiny lines and dots and then a series of high-pitched beeps as you moved through the levels. But the formula, like I said, it was a winning one. People fucking loved it. They flipped their shit. But no one can remember it? <laughs> well, we're gonna get into that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. The oh gamers God. who tried it could not stop playing. <clears throat> and sometimes fights would even break out in the line over like, hey, fuck you, I was there. No, I was there. Well, I went to the battle. Well, fuck you. Like, people yeah. would fight over it in the line. Oh, God. So people were starting to get a little aggressive, and like I said, they were obsessed with this game. Mm -hmm. And something weird was happening to the people who were addicted to the game. They started experiencing some bizarre symptoms like nausea, stress, and even paranoia. <laughs> Regular players even began having horrific nightmares and night terrors. They also had amnesia, hallucinations, and seizures. I hate it. Oh, God. oh good, because it's going to get worse. Oh, God. Some even attempted suicide. No! Oh, no. And many reportedly felt that they were no longer in control of their own thoughts. Oh, God. Wow. Something weird was happening with the game console itself, too. Mm -hmm. It broke down more often than other games in the arcade did, and the people who came to fix it were usually men in black suits. Oh, God. And they were less fixing it and more downloading the information within it about high scorers and other people who played the game. This is some welcome nightmare shit. So they'd download all that information on a floppy disk and then leave the coins in the machine and just disappear into the night. I hate it. This goes all the way to the top. I'll <laughs> this goes all the way. Oh, God. All the way. Within a month of the game appearing in this Portland suburb arcade, it disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to it or what dark experiments it was being used to carry out. Uh... I'm just kidding. It's a fucking creepypasta. Oh. But I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very upsetting. It's also a creepypasta that goes back actual literal decades. Yeah. Because the... The creepypasta itself is partially inspired by real events, mm -hmm. like the kid who played asteroids for 28 hours straight and got sick to his stomach because right. he played a 
video game, game for 28 video, hours yeah. straight. Right, this is general. And, yeah. and also, it's an arcade one, so he's at that awkward posture yeah. for 28 hours. And on his feet for 28 hours. That's not good for you. Don't no. do that. If no. you're listening to this in your 27th hour of playing Asteroids, just go ahead and have a sit and a glass of water. But then, conversely, if you've been sitting on your couch for 28 hours playing, like... Asteroids Asteroids still, still <laughs> while on your TV, maybe go have a stand. Yeah, go have a stand and a glass of water. Just whatever pose you're in now, do the opposite and have a glass of water. Yeah, like, in the history of, like, MMORPGs, there's a yeah. notorious one. Final Fantasy XI was yeah. an online RPG. And there was a boss that they programmed in that took, like, a week to beat. Jesus. So people wouldn't leave their seats and people were, like... You know, pooping oh. themselves and like getting dehydrated and passing out and stuff. So go. they had to like reprogram the boss to be like a lot easier. Oh it's god! Causing a PR crisis for a square. And see, <laughs> shit like that is how this, this creepy pasta got started. Right? Because there's also it's you know terrible. the standing rule that sometimes people with epilepsy can have seizures triggered by playing certain video right, games. Right. So they took little bits of all of these actual things yeah. that happened and built out from there. The game itself probably di- doesn't exist and probably never existed. But let's just break down what's going on, because it's got kind of a cool story. So the name Polybius itself comes from a Greek historian whose most famous assertion is that historians should never report what cannot be verified through interviews with witnesses. So already we're kind of getting into, okay, so it's named after this dude. They're gathering information on these people. They're, say, witnessing it and pulling it Mm. through. And then Zinlaschen, the company behind the game, is actually some German words smushed together that ah. mean something like sense delete or sensory deprivation. They do that with all their words. <laughs> they do, but specifically I have it in my notes. Sensory it's, deprivation. It's, it's pidgin German. It's the way somebody with like a German to English dictionary ah, would smush them together yeah. in the way that like... It's not an actual word. They were just like, these two words sound cool together and it kind of makes it sound like sensory deprivation. It's German for murder hole. Exactly. It's like, it's like if a 14-year-old was like, dude, if we wish this word together and this word together, it sounds creepy. That's basically murder what happened. Hole. That's murder hole. Murder. And the creepypasta first popped up sometime in 1998, so okay. it is 20 years old. There were varying accounts of it where it first appeared in the various internet message boards. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was just one game in one arcade. Sometimes it's multiple games in several arcades in the same area, but the basics are always the same. It rolls up, players get addicted to it and start having weird symptoms, and then the men in black come, get their shit, and then the game disappears. Here come men in black. Will Smith rolls up. Side note, I'm so excited for that movie. I know. Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth fighting crime. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. It'd be great. The story spread more in 2003 when GamePro, back in the day, ran a story about it and determined that its existence was inconclusive. Inconclusive. So rather than just outright say, this is probably bullshit, they were like, it's inconclusive. And so people ran with it because they were like, ooh, inconclusive. (laughs) People started coming out of the woodwork saying that they had either played the game and remembered playing the game or that they had a role in designing it. Bullshit. I mean, in 2006, a guy named Stephen Roach, so who's going to be a purveyor of bullshit? The guy whose last name is literally Roach? (laughs) It's a load of horse apples. (laughs) It's a load of Roach apples. (laughs) So he came forward and he said he was one of the original programmers of the game and that it originally featured cutting-edge graphics that were ahead of their time and Mm. an intense storyline. And he said that the cabinets were withdrawn from arcades after one boy experienced an epileptic seizure while playing. But he had no evidence to back up his story, right. and no evidence has ever been found that would back this up. Like, nobody's ever like, look, this is a picture of me when I was seven playing this game. Yeah. None of that. It's just like, 
pictures that are probably just somebody dummied up a cardboard mm-hmm. game console. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But these details did inspire Rogue Synapse to create a series of games actually based on the legend. Wow. Oh. So if you were to Google like Polybius game, mm-hmm. you could probably find something that you can play. Okay. But it is almost definitely a hoax created by the site runner of an early message board. Mm. But it's stuck around because it plays on our common fears about technology, yeah. that it's being used to monitor us, monitor our behavior, mm-hmm. and then who's going to do what with the data. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's, the, that's, that's yeah. like pretty timely <laughs> yeah. right now, where like every single website now is like, we're using we're your using data. cookies, thank you. Please, please accept. Please. <laughs> Thanks, GDPR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good old GDPR. Yeah, so that's, it started in 1998 when technology was getting mm-hmm. more out there, and the guy who even created it, they're pretty sure he just made it up to drive more traffic to his web message board, because he was like, hey, does anybody else remember that game? And then on a different account, he's like, oh my god, totally, it made me feel weird inside these that story like the oh yeah i remember this Mm -hmm. i definitely remember this reminds me of that that kids show creepypasta oh yeah Yeah. the candle cove candle cove Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i was thinking of too where people were like oh yeah i I watched it i watched candle cove and then my mom was like you used to always stare at the tv which was unplugged and say it was your favorite show (laughs) so it's the same kind of thing with all creepypastas yeah all right and then the other one is a game called sad satan no? No? Not no. happy Never, Satan? No. no. He's, not, he's not like me. happy and like, he's like, I'm the king of the underworld. No. No, no. He's, it's hard being in charge. And he doesn't love it. It's such a big organization. It is. And everybody's a, a dick and... about it because everybody there is like, I really love torture. And he's like, okay, well, can you turn in the reports about the torture you did this week? No, I don't want to. I don't like paperwork. Paperwork is hell. Why and it's like, in hell? bro, you know the risks when you applied for this job. And they're like, you know, you need to do the paperwork. You do the paperwork. And then you're stuck there yet again the with the paperwork. And the red tape. And if, if everybody wants a smooth hell experience, somebody has to do the fucking paperwork. And it's going to be you because what are you going to do? Have a sub part organization when you're the king of it no damien in monster prom where he's like i'm not in charge of the sexy part of hell i'm part of more of the torture part of hell it's not that fun (laughs) you imagine being mussolini's direct manager in hell (laughs) having to manage that dude right you have to be around the worst people all the fucking time satan's like i'm just trying to do my job and i have to deal with this hitler asshole all the goddamn time and he's like, I used to torture people better. Shut up. Don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> anyway, this is Sad a video Satan. game about that. Sad <laughs> Satan, the game about running hell. I'm just kidding. It's not about running hell. Yeah. But if you want to make that game, I would play it. Yeah. Uh, hell Simulator. Okay. Hell Simulator. <laughs> but it's like, hell is like a shitty office where right. nothing really works. You forgot to file your paperwork. Exactly. It's a lot of that. <laughs> All right. So, Obscure Horror Corner, which is a YouTube channel run by some dude. I don't know his name. I couldn't find it. Everything just referred to it as Obscure Horror Corner. So we'll Medium call it. Man. <laughs> it's Medium Man, oh, the runner God. of OHC. <laughs> He was like, it's me that you've been looking for. That's why he kept staring at me. And then I was uncomfortable and ran him over. So Obscure Horror Corner uploaded something scary on June 15th, 2015. He, whoever he was, told of Sad Satan, a game he allegedly found on the deep web where it was conveniently labeled sadsatan.exe. And if you don't know what the deep or dark web is, it's... Basically, that corner of the internet untouched by Google that can only be accessed with special technology, 
and you're technical savvy and whatever, so you can find it. And it's a hub of illegal activity because it's hard to get to. Yeah, there's that horror movie coming out, the Unfriended Dark Web or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the place where like if you want to buy like a white tiger, you go to the dark web. If you want to buy like a human slave, you <laughs> an go original to the dark four web. loco. Yeah, <laughs> original four loco. Just all the shit. Actually, the second most commonly traded thing on the dark web is uh, hydrofluorocarbons. Ooh. So mm-hmm. the, the things that get holes in the ozone layer, mm-hmm. so like hairsprays and shit, since we banned them, they're the second most commonly traded things on the black market. <laughs> That's a fun fact I learned in college. <laughs> anyway, OHC says that he played Sad Satan after finding it for a short time, but that something weird started happening with it after a while, so he uninstalled it, but the symptoms didn't stop, because suddenly his computer would just open up Notepad and start typing gibberish. Just, mm. you know... Hmm. Some good fun, and he'd be like, hmm, control hmm. delete this shit, and it was like, no, I want to keep doing it. Mm-mm. Sad Satan was a game seemingly inspired by the Led Zeppelin song, Stairway to Heaven, which has lore around it that if you play it backwards, it's suddenly a disturbing and <laughs> satanic song, mm. which is very common at the time. Mm-hmm. And it had lyrics like, there was a little tool shed where he made us suffer, Sad Satan. Thus... Sad Satan. Satan. It's not because he's sad about running hell as a pain in the ass. Right. But it should be. I wonder if Robert Plant knows about any of this. (laughs) (laughs) One can only hope. It was a semi-abstract and bizarre horror game. So this one is actually a genuine horror game. It had grayscale images, ghost children, and audio clips of Led Zeppelin. Okay. Charles Manson, John Wayne Gacy, and even Hitler. Ah. Less cool. The player walks through old hallways in various states of disarray that have super chill pictures up there, like Franz Joseph, the Nazi, British DJ who turned out to be a pedophile, Jimmy Seville, posing with Margaret Thatcher's child welfare fundraiser, Tsutomu Miyazaki, a rapist and murderer for children, and Rolf Harris, an Australian singer who was also a child molester. Oh. So just a bunch of super chill, fun pictures like that, just walking through hallways. I hate it. Good times. Eventually, after you wander through all these hallways, you'll run into ghost children. Every so often, the ghost child will lurch forward towards you and then just freeze. And also every so often, a girl can be heard screaming in the background while this happens. I hate it. That's okay, it's not real. (laughs) Oh, good. Like, genuinely. People have subsequently created the game. OHC was probably the first. It was probably just somebody trying trying to drive hits to their YouTube channel right. by being like, "I was on the dark web and I played this game I wasn't supposed to play." <laughs> <laughs> and people were really afraid when he was posting about it. They were like, "This sounds like it's going to be a game about like that's going to feature gore or like pedophilia mm-hmm. or something really horrible." And he's like, "No, it's just a game. Come on, guys, be cool." Mm. It apparently exists now, though, because after the tale coming out, people have created it. Right. And it is still very, very creepy, because mostly the game is silent, with the upsetting images and sounds occasionally breaking through, and the final ghost child is one that makes no sound and doesn't move. I hate it. And that's Sad Satan. Good. I like that one bit. I didn't like that at all. Well, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Satan is sad, and so are you. Satan is sad. (laughs) So are all of us. Ah, I hate creepypastas. <laughs> I like them. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm like, even over how they frustrate me yeah. because I'm like, it's just somebody on the internet being like, I'm going to scare people. Right. And that feels so much less authentic to me than people being like, it's not a ghost one time. Yeah. Even though right. it's the same kind of thing. Right. Yeah. That's just me. I, yeah, I just re- remember reading Ben Drown's like at night in college and being like, ugh, never going to play Zelda. 
and then now I love Zelda. <laughs> but, yeah. but it was like, yeah, that was that was a lot. For yeah, me. again, I mean, Majora's Mask is already a creepy game. Yeah, yeah, like there's not um, the moon is upsetting. Everything about it is upsetting. The ending is sad and upsetting. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So let's talk about real video games. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> only fake creepy. Only fake creepy bosses. <laughs> um, so. Jack and I are going to talk about actual horror games, but before we talk about horror games, what does a horror game, like, what makes a horror game? Like, is it just creepy? Is it just murdery? Is it just suspenseful? What do you think? Like, how would you classify a horror game? Because we, we both were looking at lists of, like, top 20 horror games and being like, Bioshock's not horror. Like, why? Apparently what's... the original one is. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's, our, it's, we're making yeah. Bioshock. What do you think? You're kind of the expert. I mean, you know, there's, yeah. there's a whole spectrum. You know, horror mm-hmm. covers, a lot, there's a lot of subgenres in it. There's like body horror, there's right. you know, jump scares, there's survival horror, mm-hmm. which I think we're going we're gonna to talk, talk about, about a lot yeah. more. Yeah, and it's kind of, it also kind of depends on subjectivity. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Bioshock is really like fucking scary to you, then, mm-hmm. then sure, it's yeah, a horror, it's a horror game, game to you, yeah. you know? So, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's kind of like the Supreme Court thing of like, oh, I, I know a pornograph when I see it. It's like, <laughs> I know. I know that's a show game, me but... your porn. That's a pornograph. That's a horror game. That's a horror game. <laughs> yeah. I was, that's I... a horror pornograph. <laughs> pornograph. Pornograph. All right. Episode name, pornograph. Let's get our top people on that right now. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. Like, whenever we there was a podcast we were listening to, and they had, like, the word porn in the title of the episode, and that episode gets more hits than any other podcast yeah. like we have a hornograph pornograph <laughs> and people will be like oh, I don't want those hits no I don't want those hits I'm calling it hornograph but I'm not gonna go anywhere you else dirty you don't, you don't want to all of a sudden get like 5,000 downloads in a day and be no. like what happened we already enraged the Star Wars nerds last week when I said Emperor Palatine even though I know it's Palpatine <laughs> like I don't want to go down the porn hole Porn pole. Or the porn pole. <laughs> or the porn pole. No poles or holes is, is, is for that, me. Is that a new porn website? Pornhole? It's actually hornpole. Hornpole. It's on the dark web. It's hornpole.exe. And it's a backwards Led Zeppelin song. That's fine. Oh, Somebody get important. that domain. Somebody, yeah. Hornpole.gov. We'll, we'll if you think someone doesn't already have hornpole.gov, you've never been on the internet. We'll make sure Steve's on it. So when I was looking at some of these top horror lists, I was interested to see like which games that I've played that I classify as horror didn't make the list. Like I didn't see Slenderman on any of these mm. um, lists. And actually, we're going to be talking about Slenderman on a different a podcast. different podcast coming up soon. Yeah. So get excited for that and deep dive into Slenderman. I'm so excited. But yeah, like Slenderman wasn't on there. But Five Nights at Freddy's was. Yeah. And then... You see stuff like Amnesia, Amnesia and Amnesia is on there. I, I was surprised to see Until Dawn. Like, I mean, Until Dawn is the only... Besides Slender Man, is like the only other horror game that I've played beginning to end. Kind of against my will, but also out of, like, that sheer morbid curiosity. Like, once I started the game, I was like, well, I guess I'm stuck here. Is that <laughs> until the one you played with Hayden Panettiere? Yeah, I played it with my brother yeah. because it was a free download on the PlayStation Network last summer. And there were Yetis. And there were Yeti. Yeah, um, what was the... Not Chupacabras, but the other... Um, it's another Native American... Uh, uh, starts with a G. No. Anyway, there's another like Native American horror type thing uh, that like eats people. I'll think about yeah. it. Yeah, but, but yeah, like it, it, it's got a lot of elements, and that's the only horror game I've played that... I could make it through, 
but yeah, like, so let's let's start with you. What what horror games do you want to talk about? What should we showcase? What are the best ones or the most notable ones? Or... Yeah, so I'll, I was, yeah. was kind of just going to go through a, uh, a brief history of yeah. horror games, uh, where they were in the past, and mm-hmm. what the shape of the industry kind of looks like right now, and kind of moving into the future with mm-hmm. like, the you know, VR entering yes. the fold and everything. Absolutely. Is, so yeah, so basically you can trace back the, then these are for like the major games that are on like arcade cabinets, these like home consoles and stuff. So right. the Atari 1982, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the original, uh, they, they call it the, you know, the godfather of horror games or whatever, but you know, Haunted House. Yeah. So this was very, you know, it looks like Pong graphics, but um, it still kind of crafted a narrative that has, um, that incorporates spatial limitation and narrow uh, hallways that like, you know, create the sense of claustrophobia. Yeah. Mm. And so like these mechanics such as resource scarcity, uh, scarcity, which means like you only have a few items at a time, you can only hold one. Right. And it kind of like pioneered what survival horror would become down yeah. the line. Like every right. game we'll talk about from here on out or basically have those types of That reminds me of, was it the Dead Cells or whatever that's coming out soon? Or it's already out? It's it's a game that like, it gives you like permadeath, but I think that's the one where you you can only keep the what you've got until oh, you die and then yeah. you start over and you can't like... T- and the weapons are randomly generated, right, so yeah, you don't yeah. know what you're going to get. Yeah, it you might comes miss... out on Tuesday. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so right. when you're listening to this episode, that game's out. That game's oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, you, if you aren't frustrated by dying in video games, go check it out. <laughs> I will not, because I hate dying in video games. <laughs> Alright, so then there's a kind of a lull, and then we skip forward to 1995. Great year. Uh, it's a game for the Sega Saturn called Phantasmagoria. Yes. Ah. That's an interesting name, but it was the first M-rated game ever. I've heard of this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so basically the plot is you play as a mystery novelist that purchased uh, a mansion formerly owned by a deceased magician that had five wives who all died horribly. Uh, is now a bad time to mention that's how I found our place? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it wasn't on Craigslist, like I said. It's not owned by a nice it's, lesbian couple. No, it's it's owned by a dead magician. Oh, dear Lord. We've been paying rent to a dead magician. Sorry, guys. <laughs> And throughout the plot, it's revealed that he practiced dark magic instead of just, like, regular magic, and a demon led him to murder all of his lovers. So, that was kind of... (laughs) But he was already married to all of those women, so, like, he was already not great. No. I would argue that he wanted to murder them anyway, and then he was like, a demon made me do it. Was it five wives at once, or was it five in, like, a row? Like, kill one, marry the next one, kill one, marry In a row. I don't think it was a oh, Mormon okay. that was, like, kill one. <laughs> it does, it does also magician. make the question, by the time you marry somebody who's been married four times before, every single one of his previous wives has been murdered, do you take that risk? I wonder if he's, like, just so charming because he's a dark magician, or, like, Maybe. he, like, you, you know, in the Harry Potter lore, you're not supposed to use magic on someone to make them love you or whatever. Maybe he, he did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Phantasmagoria. Keep going. Yes. And then, so... We move into 1996. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is the PlayStation One era. So Resident Evil naturally uh, make the list. Sure. Yeah, that game scared the shit out of me as a small child. <laughs> it was interesting because plot-wise, you know, we kind of moved from like the occult yeah. to now this is like biomedical experiments, mm-hmm. you know, held by Umbrella Corp. And we talk right. about certain mutants and like, kind of like zombie. Yeah, this is like, kind of like when you know that was everything you hate. I hate zombies. Yeah, <laughs> it's a tired genre. I'm very yeah. upset nowadays, now. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but Resident Evil was famous because the PS1 wasn't like a powerful machine, so right. it used technical limitations to its advantage to scare you. So like the controls are notoriously bad. You move like a tank, like you can only move and you can only aim one at a time. Yeah. Basically. Oh, see that happens in 
in Phantom Hourglass, the Zelda game, yeah. because they they make you move with your stupid DS stylus. Yeah. Yep. So when you're in the boat, it's like, enemy approaches, and you're like trying to scroll <laughs> over so you can like cannon them, and your your cannon's like, oh, you want to go to the right? And I'm like, no, you son of a bitch! So like, the limitations I'm just of the there. DS. Yeah, so like a wave of zombies is coming at you, and you can't like control yourself like properly. That's you, basically A Phantom gorilla Hourglass. panic starts to set in, and so yeah, that's Resident Evil. And then we move to 2001. Fatal Frame for the PS2. Uh, this is when a lot of J-horror started coming stateside. Like, The Ring was, like, huge at yes. this point, right? Yeah. So this game kind of capitalized off that fear. Mm. And it was buried deep in Jap- Japanese mythology. And the plot is they... It's a search through a dilapidated mansion as a protagonist named Miku. And she's looking for her brother who went missing during an expedition to capture supernatural occurrences on camera. It's, I The exploring a haunted mansion thing reminds me a little bit of... Um, was it not, not Resident Evil, but the other one that I always get Resident Evil confused with? Oh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Okay. Silent Hill, like, Zero or whatever, like, the, the prequel right. to the games. Like, isn't that, like, a mansion they go and explore? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very yeah, close yeah. quarters, yeah. like, one location type right. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a common trope. Yeah, so that was that, and we move on to Dead Space in 2008. I've heard of Dead Space. Yeah, uh, yeah so you're basically, you're, you play Isaac Clarke, who's a ship engineer, who has to fight with limited ammo and the sharp wit to defeat the terrifying necromorphs. So you're basically on a spaceship, it's crashed, and you have to, like, explore it, and... <sighs> It really utilized jump scares really mm. well, and the, the, it was really heavily praised for its sound design. Because you know, like that creepy music that happens in like jump scare movies, where like, yeah. it sounds like a spider on a violin. Yes. Ooh, I know the instrument that makes that. Yeah. It's um, I saw it in a trivia show that I watched. So <laughs> it's like this piece of wood, and it just has. It's almost like an upside down wind chime, but instead yeah. of dangling, the chimes are affixed to this piece of wood. Yeah. Mm. And then you take like a bow and you just go. Wah! Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, in action, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's... I highly recommend watching that episode of Big Fat Quiz of the Year because that's my favorite tradition. The Using bows on instruments that you don't normally use bows is, yeah. like, my least favorite thing. Like, when you when percussionists take a bow and, like, pull it across a marimba, and I'm like, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> because they're making that sound. They're doing the sound yeah. engineering for, like, making you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're almost at the end here. So there 20... it is. Sorry, oh. I just Googled it. That's what it looks oh, like. I hate it. Oh, that's so creepy. See, I told you, it's like it's an upside down wind chime. It does look cool. Yeah, God. it's rad. <laughs> I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram so, so you guys understand. can be uncomfortable too. <laughs> like that and the didgeridoo have now entered my brain as like <laughs> trivia instruments. That, like, no one I don't know that this one has a name. Everything just calls it the horror instrument that you know, but you don't the know. The horror <laughs> instrument that you know. Yeah, you know, that one. That one. Imagine like John Williams scoring a song and at the very bottom line he has like, oh, that horror instrument that everyone knows horror instrument that everyone knows you're out of tune (laughs) you're playing a bit flat (laughs) okay so in 2014 it's called a water phone water phone that's that's a precisely creepy name for this item (laughs) and it doesn't sound like what it is ring 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 oh you can buy it new on water Water phone three hundred dollars i mean i mean for the jump scares alone, yeah, can you put a price on faces, that? That's a small price to pay. Halloween party. You invite people over and you're like, hey, come on in. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> so the next game is 2014. PT, which is mm. basically, uh, you know, Kojima, uh, Del- uh, Guillermo del Toro, yeah. and Norman Reedus were collaborating to make a, basically it's a Silent Hills type game, mm-hmm. and that was dissolved because Konami parted ways with Kojima. Right. You know, this might be getting too inside baseball with the video. <laughs> Sorry, but, it's um, cool. I'm just going to score it with some water phone. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. do what you need to do. I didn't post. So, you're playing a game. <laughs> Norman Reedus walks through a burning town. <laughs> 
this is super rad. I'm going to do this for all of our episodes from now on. <laughs> it was a demo that was taken off the PlayStation Store because Konami didn't want it on the store anymore. And so if you kept it on your PlayStation... Like you did. You have it forever. And these copies of the PlayStation 4 are being sold on eBay. I love it because you don't know what it's going to happen. For $600. <laughs> I know. Let's just like, like we'll just pick a random one because again, you don't know when the noise is coming. (laughs) It's just gonna come, and you don't know if it's gonna be when you say something scary. You'll be like, yeah. So our treat today is a cake pop, and uh, we're really excited. Oh god, cake pops! Cake pops is covered covered in shit now. (laughs) I love this. No, keep going. Don't make me. $600. Yeah. You could, we could make some money off of your PlayStation. <laughs> we could. Yeah. We could. But basically that got scrapped and now it's not a thing anymore. So. But if you want to go online, like let's say you are like, man, what's PT? I want to check this out. There are plenty of playthroughs yes. on YouTube that you can go and still like look at what this is. There are people who like have played it a number of times trying to, that's the one that like you pick up like different things. You can get like a different ending or it takes you a while to like actually beat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even though it's a demo. Mm. Or you can just watch like two hours of water phone demos. Or you can watch I'm just <laughs> You have choices for where you want to get started. Um, actually, our, our third roommate, the other night, I caught her watching PT playthroughs. Oh, no. But it was um, Game Grumps, so it was like oh, laughing okay. through the fear. But she was she was watching PT playthrough uh, in, in our office, and I was like, bleh. will <laughs> <laughs> just see myself out. <laughs> All right. And then in 2015, there was Until Dawn, which is the game I was complaining about earlier the only game that I've played. <laughs> and it was Wendigo was the word that started with G that Sasha forgot. I think I wanted to say gringo. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, in real life you're more likely to be harassed by a gringo than That's a Wendigo. 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 So 2015, Until Dawn is a game that is, you know, horror adventure video game. And it's, I feel like it's a little bit more expansive than some other games. Like a lot of horror games you get like either first person or you only follow like one character through something, right? But this one, you're centered around a group of eight teenagers who go on a trip together mm-hmm. to a cabin on the fictional Blackwood Mountain exactly one year after the disappearance of two girls, the twin sisters of a member of this group of eight teens. Shortly after arriving, the gang find themselves under attack by a madman, and they must sur- attempt to survive until dawn. Well, oh. it's the title of the game! They said the title. They said the title! <laughs> Wait, I don't get it. Why is it called Until Dawn? Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> we should play it. We should actually we should watch like a playthrough now. Um, but throughout the adventure, you play as each of the eight characters, and there's this thing called butterfly effect. So as you make decisions as one character, it can affect the rest of the playthrough. You actually get like hundreds of different scenarios. So there's like the you know the worst ending you could get is everyone dies. The another bad ending you could get is all but like the brother of the twin girls die. There's a perfect ending where everyone survives, including the the, the brother of the twin girls, w- who's actually played by Rami Malek. Oh. So Rami Malek is in it. Mr. Um, Robot, Mr. Robot, yeah. And then Hayden Panettiere, who played the cheerleader in Heroes, who's in Nashville, then who also played Kyrie in Kingdom Hearts. I'm going to find a way to put Kingdom Hearts in this podcast. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out January 29, 2019. Square Enix, sponsor us. Hold on, let me get some water, phone. <laughs> While you plug Kingdom Hearts. January 2019, 29th, 2019. But see, the, until dawn... 
like sounds like this like the entire oh. time, and it's at <laughs> night, right? Kingdom Hearts is delayed till 2020. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Oh, no. did he say 2020? He was just kidding. It's 2030. <laughs> no, I'll be 40. <laughs> the whole point was for me to play the game before I turn 30. <laughs> So anyway, so Until Dawn is all at night, has like the creepy water phone, but again, like all of these decisions, like every decision that you make will affect the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. The crew gets separated, so that's another, you know, horror trope in the horror movies where like, let's all stick together. Well, I'm going to go investigate this thing. What did I fucking say? What did I fucking say? What did I say? And yeah, so there's like, and there's also like internal drama with the characters. Like, there's a couple that like, or like a girl that everyone else hates, and so she's like, "Well, we're gonna go stay at the other cabin." And like, so the two of them go off, and they're like canoodling, and some weird monster comes against them. But this my game, favorite thing is canoodling under threat of monster. Right. So, <laughs> so this I game is like several different horror tropes like all together. So yeah. you get the sexy teens, you mm-hmm. get them like separating, you get supernatural elements like Wendigos, you get the creepy man in the woods who turns out is actually the good guy. Oh, um, so he's actually just your neighbor who weirdly likes to stand next to cars. And right, <laughs> yeah, because he's trying to protect man. you from the Wendingos. So oh. the average man is trying to protect you. Thank you, thank you, medium man. Uh, medium man. <laughs> um, you get, like, weird underground things because they find, like, a uh, like a mine shaft and so there's like, an abandoned mine, okay. but the abandoned mine connects to an insane asylum and then you get, like, weird shit happening there, so you get, like, the horror, you know, mm-hmm. ho- horror hospital element you get and then like it connects to the knee bone and gets to the thigh bone <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay. you also get like the teenager who's gone insane because his Classic. twin sisters you know disappeared mysteriously sure. right and you get some like horror elements like from saw right like mm. let's play a game it well, doesn't help a perfect moment for a water phone i'm so sorry <laughs> i closed the video <laughs> It doesn't help that, like, even in the movie, like, the kid whose family owns the cabin that they go to is, like, a horror movie producer, so they just have, like, props and everything and movie posters all over. Have you seen Guillermo del Toro's, like, horror house? Yes. Oh, my God. So, if you aren't familiar, Guillermo del Toro has a separate house because his wife is like, I don't want this in my house anymore. It's (laughs) taking over my whole house. He has this separate house that's just all of his, like, horror shit. So, it's... Various memorabilia from his films, and then just various horror memorabilia that he likes. Yeah. Because he's that just kind cause. of person. And it's funny, because he's also like Guillermo del Totoro. Yeah, like, I know. He's, he's a like a sweet, sweet guy, guy, man. Right? Yeah. He's a sweet, cuddly man, but he's also he into also loves really creepy things. shit. He's really eclectic. Yeah. He's eclectic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, it's... I would say... If you can tolerate horror, if you can tolerate jump scares, if you can tolerate suspense, and you really like decision-making games, Until Dawn might... Be something I actually recommend. I water phone. Water phone. I'm just gonna say that while I don't have it queued up. Um, I <laughs> I hate horror. I don't like to play horror games, but Until Dawn is the game that I ended up playing with my brother and like sat through and like got really invested in and like was looking up, you know, like which decision should we make, like on mm-hmm. my on online and trying to get the best ending. I think what will keep me from playing it again is because the one time we did play it, we were trying to save just Hayden Panettiere. Like, mm-hmm. that was our goal. Well, because you have to save the world. Right, save, save the, the cheerleader, cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> Hayden Panettiere's character is, like, the quote-unquote best girl in the game. So we were trying to save her. We ended up actually saving everyone. Except... But at the very end, like, you have to put the controller on the table and not touch it because it's, like, motion sensor. And the controller still, like, 
registered movement, even though we weren't anywhere near it, and Hayden Pantier died. So what you're saying is a ghost ruined the end of the, the game ghost for end. You. Yeah. So Hayden Pantier was the only character who died because of the ghost. Because of the ghost. So maybe it was an earthquake. Maybe it was an earthquake. Yeah. My brother and I were really mad. We didn't play like he. We we just can't go back to it now. <laughs> but yeah, that was until dawn. A very roundabout. Sorry, that was a lot of rambling. I just I have a lot of feelings about until dawn. Water phone. Water. <laughs> And so we come to the end of our horror game history journey. Mm-hmm. Water phone. <laughs> uh, 2017 for the PlayStation 4, Resident Evil 7. Yes. And so this is the first entry into the franchise with uh, VR integration, mm-hmm. uh, virtual reality. Pass. And so yeah. <laughs> this is, this has been a huge leap for... So this is good for people who love horror. This is awful for people who don't Hard like, like pass. But so you're trapped... Water in, phone, water phone, water <laughs> phone. <laughs> you put on these goggles and they're, they're, it's like a sensory deprivation change. Hard like pass. It's a zin lashing. It's a zin lashing. <laughs> Hard pass. So if it's like a horror movie, you can look away and you can cover your ears and you're, you're you know, away from it. Right. But, in VR, you cannot escape because you're you're locked in like the Matrix, right? Oh, yeah. that's an interesting point. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's zombie Hard creatures, pass. and you have headphones in that has uh, surround sounds. Hard like, pass. Things creep up behind you and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hard pass. That's how I'm gonna throw an elbow in some unsuspecting person who happens to be near me because I am a thrasher when well, threatened. So what was that game I was telling you about? Kojima was like behind this woman. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Transference. Transference. So at E3 this year, there was a woman on Twitter who posted about like she was playing Transference, which is another VR game, and it does a lot of like technical glitches and like makes you really unsettled, much mm-hmm. like any other horror game, but this time like with tech but she's a like in a demo booth or whatever doing this and finally was like please let me out and they took off the helmet like Hideo Kojima and his film crew were right behind her (laughs) again that's when I start throwing throwing elbows elbows, right I'm like look bitch she was talking about like her movements and hoping that she didn't like clock someone (laughs) while she was getting through I'd be like oh did you get clocked you fucking know (laughs) what Alright, so continue Resident Evil 7. I mean, so that's that's basically, that's that's where the horror genre is kind of moving to in the future, Mm -hmm. where instead of, you know, one or two senses, it's going to be, you know, three, four, you know, multidimensional scares. So that's that's the really creepy part about all of it. You can't get away. Yeah. But if you want, you know, on on a lighter note, if you Mm -hmm. want a good laugh, if you're feeling down, go to YouTube and look for, like, people who put their, like, uh, SOs into VR horror situations without them knowing what it is, and they just freak out. I dump you immediately. (laughs) No, and there are some VR games that I am excited for that are not horror, right? Mm -hmm. That are, like, cutesy and stuff, but that idea of still being trapped in, like, a shizlashen, what? Zinlashen. Zinlashen. It's spelled (laughs) sinislokin, and it means murder hole. Murder (laughs) hole. But, you know, like, in the sensory deprivation (laughs) chamber, Mm. it's still, like, even that one was a ghost or whatever, where you're, like, a big friendly ghost, and you're helping the land animals. Mm. Like, I want to play that, but I'm also, like, worried about how that will feel. But Mm. if that's the way, you know, media is going, then I guess I have to try it. A couple other horror games that we haven't talked about, but when actually at our Halloween party last summerween party last night, I was talking to some people about games like Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Um, A lot of the horror games that I think probably encompass horror the best are the ones where you can't fight back. Yeah, Amnesia, it's just a question of when you die. Yeah, Amnesia, (laughs) that's the one where you're like exploring a mansion with many secrets to hide, but you also have to hide because there are things that will come get you. And it's funny because like our friend Matt yesterday was like, oh, I love amnesia. <laughs> and I'm like, why? <laughs> and then I saw another article on Kotaku the other day that was like, games to unwind to and relax. And someone was like, yeah, amnesia is my game to relax. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe. 
and this is me wanting nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you're like really stressed about something in your life, you put yourself in the super stressful video game and you're like, things aren't that bad. I'm not being hunted in a mansion. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that's Maybe actually it's a good, that. yeah, it's like reverse psychology. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. you strip it down, Amnesia is basically a puzzle game. You're solving puzzles. Yeah. But I love oh, solving puzzles, but fuck that. But constantly <laughs> under threat of like murder, zombified, murder. yeah, yeah. A mental asylum patients trying to kill you. And that's exactly what Courtney hates. Yes. <laughs> okay. I am deeply afraid of zombies. <laughs> she, yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. It, yeah, we, we, yeah, so if you want next level Candy Crush, <laughs> basically play Amnesia. That's don't you dare move that red candy. Oh, you son of a bitch, the zombie got right. you. And then a game like Outlast, which is pretty similar, I think, to Amnesia as well, right? You are a yeah. investigative journalist, mm-hmm. right? And you head into an insane asylum with nothing more than a night vision camera. Mm-hmm. Why? Like a normal person. Like a normal person. That seems dumb. But then your camera batteries die and you have to, like, really, you have to outlast. <laughs> it's the title of the game. Well, I, I played it. You're, you're yeah. a reporter and you're, like, you're... you're fiance is like went to the site first and oh. she like went radio silent so you have to go like i think look for her and then in the, in the meantime you find out like the deep dark secrets of this asylum so what you're saying is both you and your fiance lack that sense of self-preservation so it's probably for the best you're not reproducing it's yeah, yeah. it's darwinism darwinism yeah. <laughs> yeah and actually so this like insane asylum part is kind of like in until dawn like they take that element of insane asylum put it in the game but also like mm. wendingos and also like sexy teenagers Welcome. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's we touched on last week. I hate it. I did find, so... Oh, God, yeah, let's talk I... about the thing that you found that was even more disturbing than the game. I didn't post it on our Instagram because it ruined Sasha's life and it ruined mine, but I was looking for a photo to use of Five Nights at Freddy's, and I came across someone had drawn sexy lady versions of the things from Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, dear. Let me find this picture, because it's... I don't... Because that means that somebody was like, hmm, I'm scared of this game, but also, I'm kind of turned on. So, like, there it is. It's Five Nights at Freddy's, but they're, like, sexy sailor, sailor scouts. scouts. Yeah, Five Nights at Furries, or... Yeah. Five Nights at no, it's still, it's Five Nights at Freddy's, but they kind of wrote it, like, A+. Plus. A- and they're A plus all in, Freddy's. like, sexy poses. Mm. Mm. Oh. Mm. oh, oh, my. Oh, senpai. Yeah. <laughs> senpai. <laughs> yeah, so I think... I also found out that Mr. Blobby, who ruined our life like a month ago, oh, yeah, he apparently had a theme park. Yeah. Because I also found a picture of him while looking up pictures, and I was like, what's that on the... What, what is, is that, that, that on the shore? Is that like a Disney character? Is that a bear? Oh my god. It's Mr. Blobby. It's Mr. Blobby. The just, worst British character. waiting for you. Oh. He's like, swim across, child. That looks like Grimace, but... but oh, yeah. Pink. Mr. Blobby is like evil Grimace. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine a video game where you have to, like, hide from Mr. Blobby? I can. Which is funny because Grimace is actually a bad guy if you go back into, like, McDonald's, like, the 70s. The or war. Yeah, like... McDonald's Well, that's war. just racism. Aw. He's purple. He's purple. And they're uh, racist against the purple. purple. There you go. But, yeah, like, Five Nights at Freddy's is another one of those things. You don't get a weapon. You just have to hide. You just have to hide from the sexy sailor scouts. And you have to be, like, watching all the security cameras, which is somehow worse. Because um, otherwise they're going to come and pillow fight you. Oh, God. Oh, senpai, you've been a very bad boy. Okay. So, Courtney, you water phone. <laughs> so you played Majora's Mask. You said yes, that's frightening enough, right? It's just it's 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 just uncomfortable. There's always a clock running with Majora's Mask, yeah. so you have three days until the end of the world, essentially. Right. And so the first play, the first time you start playing, the first adventure you go through, you have to let the world end. 
And that's when it establishes the logic of the game of, okay, we're just going to go back and reset from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you have the three days to do the next thing and then yeah. reset three days, reset right. three days. And like the end of it is basically just like the person who caused all of this just got involved in all the dark shit because he was really lonely and sad and none of his friends wanted to play with him. And so he was like, okay, demon who wants to take possession of my body and use my body for evil, I'm very lonely and this is fine. So it's just, it's just very sad. And then the moon is just like, hi. (laughs) With his big teeth and his big nose. It's it's fun. I kind of want to play it again now. But yeah, yeah, as far as Zelda games go, it's probably one of the... I I do want to play it. It Yeah. yeah, It's It's just, it's challenging because there's the three day time limit. So like, if you're like me and it takes you a long time to do things in video Mm -hmm. games... It's a challenge to get through the entire temple when you have that thing running down and you're like, shit, I thought I did everything in here and if I go back to the beginning of the first day then I'm going to lose all my progress in this temple. Yeah. That's a whole thing. Yeah. It's like Groundhog Day without Bill Murray. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my version had Bill Murray but I also bought it from an old man at a garage sale who said his grandson drowned. <laughs> We oh, had Bill no. Murray at our party last night. We did. We did. We did. From Space we did. Jam. From Space Jam. <laughs> and yeah. then, so, Until Dawn, I guess, is, like, my favorite. Well, not my favorite, but, like, the one horror game, the scary game that I've played. Although, I think I mentioned this in the childhood trauma episode. In Kingdom Hearts 1, when uh, Xehanort is, like, in the cave with you, and he goes, this world has been connected. And my brother and I, like, peed our pants. <laughs> I was in, like, ninth grade. He must have been in, like, second grade. Oh. And we were playing the game in the dark because our TV was old and we couldn't, like, see it without turning off the lights. Was that it the was kind scary. that when you touched it, you felt, like, the static? Yes. Yeah. 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 Old school. But, yeah, Slender <laughs> Man is another game that I've played with my brother yeah. against my will. Um, my mom and my brother are both more into horror games than yeah. I am. I don't know all the ones they played. There was one that they were playing... 10, 12 years ago, because it was when I still lived at home, mm-hmm. and, like, I would have to leave the room, because I was like, I can't with this shit. Like, Do you remember what it was? I don't. It was a Haunted Manor type game. Uh-huh. It might have been the one where there's the screenshot of, huh, a dog house, but there's no dog around, and the dog's, like, coming in at you. Do you guys, <laughs> know? you guys don't know that screenshot? No. Okay, well, now that I'm describing this yeah. thing that no one knows F- what F- me, figure let me out Google what that it. game is. So while you're figuring out what that game is, Jack, what's like your favorite horror or like the game that you remember the most? The one that you go Does, back uh, to? Luigi's Mansion count? L- Luigi's Mansion <laughs> absolutely counts. I was Luigi last you were Luigi night last for night. the Halloween party. Yeah, that's not really scary. The booze are kind of cute, if yeah. you ask me. But um, no, actually, to be honest, uh, PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. uh, there's a game called Swagman. And you played fraternal twins, Wonder. and you're basically your your parents go out and you're um, like house sitting by yourselves, uh-huh. and they're like, oh, you know, food's in the fridge, good luck. And then the, the second they leave the house, the the house warps into like this like carnival, topsy turvy, like warped, crazy whorehouse, oh. horror house. I think it's horror like, Hold up, hold up. They're sexy scalers. Your only weapon is a pair of flashlights, which which in the game basically become like lightsabers, kind of, and you have to fight them. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. Is that, what is that? I don't know. Resident Evil? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Resident Evil. Okay, well, maybe they were playing Resident Evil. I don't know. (laughs) But it's the one, like, the dog is, like, at his shoulder, and he's like, probably a doghouse, though I'm not sure since there's no dog (laughs) Dog around. (laughs) And the dog is literally, like, at his shoulder. (laughs) Put that on the Instagram. I will. Yeah. There you go. So you have lightsabers? Yeah, no, yeah, that's basically that's it. You have to fight off these you know, this creatures. This sounds very sexual if you're having a saber fight and <laughs> it's ding, a whorehouse and just, I don't know, man. Boink, 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 Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, Swagman. Swagman. Yeah, I remember playing little bits of like Resident Evil or Silent Hills game with like 
so I you know, I think I've said in previous episodes like I didn't have video games at the ready until like seventh eighth grade, mm-hmm. but like playing with other people, Resident Evil and Silent Hill, and mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> like family member, like older family members or like neighborhood friends. Mm-hmm. And so I'm good on the horror. <laughs> I'm good. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> but but yeah, like I'm, it's, you know, thank goodness for like YouTube and Twitch streamers like where. They can like laugh through the playthrough, and they I can watch do it. it so and they you do don't it, have to. and I can fast forward if I don't want to watch the rest yeah. of it. So like maybe I'll watch like a perfect playthrough of Until Dawn at some point just to see like the cheerleader get saved, or Aww. like I'll well for our research I'll probably have to watch some Slenderman playthroughs. Yeah. Do we want to since we're since we're yeah. about at an hour? Do we want to talk about what we're doing Slenderman for? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because this seems is like a big a reveal. The big reveal. So we are going to be guesting on our very good pod friend, Dr. Elisa Lucas's new pod venture. It's called Fatal Friends. And we haven't recorded the episode yet. Mm. We are still working out the kinks, but it might be the first episode of the new series. Yep. But we're going to talk about the Slenderman case because it's the intersection of what Elisa wants to talk about, which is friends who murder friends or just friends who murder, mm-hmm. and what we talk about, which is spooky shit. Right. So. And you might know Dr. Elisa Lucas from Best Forever's pod. Yes. Where she talks about friendships. Yeah. This is friendship plus murder plus horror. Which is everything <laughs> which that is everything I love. That it's a real wholesome time. It's a real wholesome time. So, Water phone. And <laughs> it's great because like the Slenderman movie's coming out, which I'm absolutely not going to see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's, I think a documentary yeah. about the case. And there's, there's yeah. a Criminal Minds inspired by the mm-hmm. case. And it's just, it's a very upsetting thing because the people involved are like 12. Yeah. I hate how enduring Slenderman is. Like, yeah. basically because of this murder case. And that's, that's part of why I get mad about creepypastas because it's like some dweeb on the internet made up this thing about Slenderman and, and these girls fucking girl. stabbed their friend. Yeah. Because some dweeb on the internet made up this thing to scare people. Yeah. So we'll be talking about that with yeah. Dr. Lisa Lucas, which is really exciting. I'm sorry if I insulted you internet dweebs. I am one of you, but I am mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's the, it's the, creepypastas are like the, like, there's like a fine line between like fan fiction yeah. and like being a dick. Yeah. And unfortunately, I love fan fiction. unfortunately, I think Slenderman Captain has Captain America and Bucky. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> oh, Five Nights at Freddy's Sailor Scouts. Oh. I wonder what kind of like really terrible fan fiction we can find for Five Nights at Freddy's. That I don't. Our, the, I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, go that's like, the other thing. Yeah, sexy that can, So, well, it's not sexy. <laughs> we are actually about a month out from our potiversary. Yes. Yay. So we are going to be posting a series of polls over the next couple of weeks on our Twitter. So keep an eye out for that, or shoot us an email at spoophour at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram or Twitter, where we are at spoophour in both places, mm-hmm. and just tell us what you want for our anniversary episode we're throwing some ideas around about maybe staying in a local haunted hotel maybe doing a ghost tour i like ghost tours sasha doesn't want to stay in a haunted hotel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll stay in a haunted hotel and then report back i don't know yeah just like you know if you have an idea if there's something you want to see let us know mm-hmm. and yeah yeah anything you want to add close with jack of pop culture bento um, I mean, we're, we're also kind of doing our, because um, we started around the same time. Yeah, you guys started. Our, our anniversary is coming up as well, so we might be doing some, um, I think haunted we're doing hotels. a giveaway. Yeah. Oh, no, no haunted hotels. <laughs> you and I can stay in haunted hotels. Yeah. We, we... Oh, I see how it no. is. <laughs> I see how it is. Fine. We might put up a poll as Fine. well. You know, yeah. tell us what your favorite poll is, like, you know, electrical polls, sherbet polls, election polls. Um, Those giveaways. Poll lollipops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're doing a giveaway. Giveaway. You're doing a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing that and uh, other convention. Where updates, can we so. find you? 
Yeah, so, you know, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast providers. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, literally everywhere at Pop Culture Bento. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so look for us there. And, yeah, we're actually going to be going to Otakon on Saturday. So when you're listening to this on Tuesday, at the end of this week, I'll be helping out Pop Culture Bento at Otakon, which is, like, D.C., Maryland, Virginia's, like, biggest anime convention. Mm-hmm. Want to know something great? In D.C. I'm going to be in Baltimore then, too. Oh. oh, but we're not going to Otakon. No. Um, so we'll, we'll be... A <laughs> we'll friend be, is having a housewarming. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be covering the nerd culture. Um, I'll be covering the, the, the how drunk do surgeons get when they have their housewarming because yes. that's who we're visiting. And the answer is very drunk because he's the kind of person where he's like, it used to be if you couldn't do the surgery drunk, then you couldn't do it when you're sober either. So he goes hard. Well, <laughs> when you're in Baltimore, go ahead and like drive past Edgar Allan Poe's grave. And yeah, just, like, and then take pictures wave. of the people in their cosplay in front of Edgar Allan Poe's <laughs> thing because I'm assuming there will be people in cosplay who are like, since we're here, since we're here. let's go see the Edgar Allan Poe <laughs> grave. Well, well, actually, it moved to DC a couple years yeah. ago, so you don't um, do about that but, anymore. <laughs> but Baltimore Comic Con will be there in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, yes, true. So we can yeah. take, yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll be there all at the same time yeah. in Baltimore. Yeah, so again, contact any of us. Um, we've got Pop Culture Bento, we've got Spoop Hour, got lots of collaborations coming mm-hmm. up. It's some exciting news in terms of some stuff people have asked about. Magnets, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Science, Spoilers! Bitch. <laughs> How do magnets work? Science, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we've got some exciting developments coming up. Thank you for listening. We love you. We do. Goodbye. Water phone! <laughs>